We're learning Daf Lamed Beis. We're starting right from the bottom of Lamed Aleph. Lamed Aleph on the Beis, where the Gemara says Bishlam of the Rameir. What we came out yesterday is that uh, what happens is that there's t- five immersions and ten Kiddushadam Raglams on Yom Kippur. And the basic thing is that each time the Kohen Gadol is going to change his clothing, he's going to go to the mikvah, and in addition, he's going to wash his hands and his feet. But there's Machlokas in Rameir and the Rabbanon. According to the Rabbanon, one Kiddush is done for taking off holy clothing. Right before you take off the set of holy clothing, you, wat, you do Kiddush of the Raglam. And the second one is done for putting on the new set. So you, put the, you do the second Kiddush after you're wearing uh, the new pair. Therefore, according to Rabbanon, for example, the first th- time you go and he's going, God is wearing his ordinary clothing, he's taking them off, there's no washing of, of Kiddush of the It only happens after he puts on the Big Day Kuna for the first time. But according to Rameir, it's different. According to Rameir, eat the, the, the putting on of the clothing, the levisha of the big day kuna is machai of two washings. One before you put them on and one after you put them on. So according to Rabbi Meir, we came out that the first time that the Kohen Gullah goes to put on the big day kuna, he's going to wash twice, one before he puts them on and one after he puts them on. That was in our Mishnah, which said that he only washes once, was only going like the Rabbanan. Again, the Lamda says that the Rabbanan holds one levisha is for the removal of big day kuna. One Levisha is for the putting on of Big Dekuna, and Rameir holds that there are two for the putting on of the Big Dekuna. So the Gemara says, Bishlam of the Rameir, so it's good according to Rameir, Anu Mishkach, Salatap, and Lamed Beis, that's our Kedushin. That's how you're going to find ten separate Kedushin, because each of the five steps is two. So therefore, you're putting on, you're, you're putting on Big Dekuna five times, you're putting them on five, five times, each time there's two, that's how there's ten there's going to be ten kiddushim. El Rabbanon Tishav. According to Rabbanon, there should only be nine. Why? Because according to Rabbanon, the first time that you're doing it, you're not. You're only doing one at the first. The first tefillah here, you're only doing one because you're not taking off big day kuna that are kadosh. So, and then each of the next four times that, that he switches is going to be two. So that only equals nine. You're missing one. So the Gemara says, and this is really a pretty, pretty obvious answer. One is the last Kiddush. The answer is Kippashu Big Kodesh. You're right. It's not when the, it, it only comes at the very end after he finishes all that Voda and he takes off the, the Big Day Kuna. And he goes to put on his regular, regular clothing that he's going to walk home with. Then he's going to do it there. So according to Rabbanon, the way it works is as follows. The first time he puts on Big Dekuna is one. The next four times that he switches is two, two apiece. One for the removal of the Big Dekuna and one for the putting on of the, new, of the new ones. That brings you to nine. Then he does, when he finishes Avoda, now he's taking off the Big Dekuna the last time and going to put on his Big Dekuna. Then he's going to do one last one before he takes them off. So again, pretty simple. According to Rabbanon, there's one for the Pshita, one for the removal of the Big Dekuna, and one for the putting on of the Big Dekuna. According to Rabbi Meir, is for the putting out of the Big Dekuna, two for that, one before, and one after. Okay, now the Gemara gets to one of the most mysterious points of Yom Kippur. Let me just give a tiny little bit of a background to understand this here. The general Seder Ayom is as follows. This is the way it is, but not the way that the Pesukim are written. The way it goes is, you have the Talmud Shul Shachar, the regular routine we've even started to learn about. Um, after that comes the, most of the bulk of the of the Avodah Sayom, all the power and the Sar and the Ketayrets, all the special things about Yom Kippur that he does with Naib Lufnim. Then he's got Elo Ve'el and the Ketayrets right as well, that goes inside. Then he's got, the, then he has parts of Yom Kippur that are done outside, the Elo Ve'el Ha'am. Those parts are done outside in the big day, in the big day Zahav. And then what else? 
And then he's got part of the regular routine. He's got the Tomat Shoshachar. He's got the Tomat Shobin Arbaim, lighting in the menorah in the afternoon. But the problem is, if you follow that, that's not five steps. That's only four switches. Because again, you start off with the regular big day zav. That's step one, doing the regular tummy. Then you do all the avoid of kipper in the white, hapar, basar, in the ketaris. That's step two. Then you have the elo, the el hayam, and the big day zav outside. That's step three. Now what? All you have left to do is, is the tummy shalvein arbaim, the regular afternoon routine. That's step four. But you don't have, you don't, you're, 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 even, if, even if you get that between stage three and stage four, he doesn't even have to be tovel. He's wearing the big days off. He doesn't have to switch. So what are all these switches that we're talking about? The five steps. The answer is, look at this pasuk. The pasuk, this is written in the middle of the Avodah Siyom Kippur, inside, inside of, right after the Ketorah. So it says that the Aaron comes to the Oomoed. Lama Hupa, what in the world is he coming there for? What does he mean he comes? So the Pasuk says he leaves his clothes there, but it's not mashma that you should come just to take off your clothes. Like, it's mashma Aaron's going to be doing something inside of the Kodesh HaKadoshim. What is it doing? It already mentioned all the Avoda. It said the power, it said the sorry, it said the blood, it said the Kataris. What is he coming for? He's coming in to do a special Avoda of removing the ladle and the coal pan that he had left there when he was Makhtar Kataris. All the Pesukim and Parshas Achrimos are in order, except for this Pasuk. The Gemara is saying an unbelievable thing. This Pasuk is written out of order. This Pasuk is saying that Aaron does a special thing, and he goes and he picks up the Kaf and the Machta, which he left inside the Kodesh HaKadosh, and burning from the Ketayres. He goes back and retrieves it at a later point sometime. And that later point is between the Elo of El Hayyam and the regular afternoon Tamit Shobayin Harabayim. And now we understand the five steps. So it goes Tamit Shoshachar, the bulk of the Avodah Sayom, Elo of El Ha'am, back to the big day, big day Lavan to go retrieve the Kaf and the Machta, and then back to the Tamit Shobayin Harabayim. So that's the missing Pasuk here, how we get our five immersions. So now the Gemara says, my time Why? How do we know this? Meaning... How do we know that the El of El Am is supposed to divide between the two parts of the, of the Avodah Yom Kippur? The special parts of Avodah Yom Kippur, you're saying you do in two different times. You do the, the, the regular, most of the stuff in the step two. Then you switch to Big Day Sov, do El of El Am. Then you switch back to the white to go retrieve the Kaf and the Machta. And you're saying the Pasuk is written out of order. How do you know? Because of this tradition, that he has the five immersions in ten climbs. And that only happens when he's switching his clothing. But if the Pasuk is written in order, you're only going to have three immersions and six Kiddushin. It doesn't make sense because, again, he starts with Tamat Shoshachar, the big days off. He does all Avodah Yom Kippur in the white. If, if, if that included the Hatzas Kafa Machta, and then just, then, then he was switching one more time for stage three to go do Elo Ve'el Ayam and the Tamash Shabbat Arvayim, so then he never is switching back to the white, then he has to switch back to the Zav. So instead of having five steps, you're only going to have three steps. And we know the tradition is that there are five immersions in Ten Kiddushim. Must be it's written out of order. The Hatzas Kafa Machta is done after the Elo Ve'el Ha'am. Says the Gemara, now we get into more of the background where we learn all the sources here. Tanya, how do we know that he has to go to the mikvah five times? And how do we know that he has to do ten kids or glimes on Yom Kippur? The Pasuk says, It says, Aaron comes to Al-Moed, he removes his clothing. And it says, He should wash his flesh in water, but in a holy place. So halamadis, you know what we learn from here? Whenever he changes from one type of clothing to another type of clothing, in this situation, if you look in the context of the pasuk, it's talking about after he finished his 
inside ones. He just finished the, the bulk of the Avodah Yom Kippur. He's taking off the holy clothing and he's putting on the big day Zav to go do the Elo El Ha'am. And the Pasuk is emphasizing that's a Barachas Pesar that before he makes that switch and puts on the big day Zav to go to the Elo El Ha'am, he's supposed to He's supposed to go to the mikvah. So tantfila, we see, it requires immersing. So he, the Gemara is going to challenge this in a second because you only see that when you switch from the big day lava to the big day zav. How do you see the inverse? The Gemara will get to that eventually. We'll analyze this. But at any rate, we see that when you're switching begadim here, that you're going to the mikvah. That's one source. That's Rabbi Yehuda's, Rabbi Yehuda's source. And obviously, what else is the problem here? We didn't provide any source for the Kiddush Yadayim Varagayim. So the Gemara will come back to that as well. He says, let me tell you a different thing. Much simpler. It says right in the beginning of Achrimus. That passage that we just looked at previously was in the middle. After he's switching from the Vividay Love into the Vividay Zav. It says, Rebbe, it's right in the beginning. It says, Big day Kodesh him. It says they are big day Kodesh. He goes to the mikvah and puts them on. So this is right in the beginning. When he's talking about in general, So whenever you're switching from one service to the other, it requires immersion. We see that no matter what way the switch is going, there's a hekish. Big day Kodesh. No matter what the matzav is, white to gold, gold to white, you always require immersing in the mikvah. So Rebbe is saying quite a different source. He's not coming from a pasuk in the middle. It's going in the pasuk in the preface in the beginning of the parsha, where it generally says that he should put on the white begadim, and he's supposed to go to the mikvah first. Okay. Now we, we talk about what the what what the avodas are. The chamish avodas saying there are five services, and this is what I was mentioning before. Tamid shoshachar big days off. He starts off with the morning routine with the tamid that does it in the golden garments. Avodas yom avodas love, and then he switches into the special the, the, the white linen garments for the the bulk of the of the special avodas yom kippur. Again, that's the par, the sari, um, the ketores. Then he switches ilova elaam the big days off. The rams, his ram and the people's ram with the big days off. Then he goes back to the wide kaf lavan to remove the kaf and the machta from the Torahs that was inside the Kodesh Kodesh and he switches back to the lavan. And then Tomach Rabbein Arbaim Zav. Those are the five steps. Each time he has to go to the mikvah. Fine. So now we had, again, we had two sources for going to the mikvah, either Revi from Big Day Kodesh in the beginning or according to Rebbe Yehuda in the, in the middle of the Rachat Espesara when he's about to put in the, the, the big days off. So now, how do I know that each time you're going to the mikvah, you have to wash twice? So these are the psukim. We actually mentioned this yesterday. It's the one right after um, you know, the, the, the pasuk that we mentioned the first time. Rabbi Yehuda said, now you have the pasuk right afterwards. We're mentioning these extra washings. And we're saying that even though they sound like you know, going to the mikvah again, but really they're just extra. And they're coming to say that there's two Kiddush Yadayim limes. That is one source. Now, another source, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Kavachomer. Actually, it's a Kavachomer. All year round. Do you need Tfila? No. Remember, Rabbi Yehuda holds that Tfila is only Midrabanam when you come into the Azar. We had Benzoma that it's a Daraisa, but this price is assuming that it's only Midrabanam. So normally, going to the mikvah before you go into the Azar is only Midrabanam the whole year round. And still, Ta'an Kiddush, but washing your hands and feet, that's a Daraisa, right? Parshas Kisisa, you better wash your hands from the Kiyar unless you, if you, if you want to do Avoda. So all year round, you don't need you don't need tefillah, but you need kiddush. Shemalkum shatan tefillah. So in a case where you need tefillah and kipper, and udin shatan kiddush, certainly you have to wash your hands and feet. So that's for sure that each time that that, that there's a din kiddush that's going to be associated with the tefillah, because even where there's no tefillah, you need kiddush. So certainly where there's a din tefillah, you need a kiddush with it. Ima alon kiddush echad. 
If you're going to say the rest of the day, the rest of the year, one kiddush is enough. I've kind of kiddush shachar. Maybe on Yom Kippur also one kiddush is enough. Tamalomu big Asher It says Aaron should come to the Olmoid and remove. This is that pasuk with the kaf and machta. He should remove the big day habad, the linen garments. Asher lavash that he had worn. So Asher lavash. Why does the Torah say that he had worn? Can a person remove anything that unless he's wearing it? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Torah says remove the clothing. That you had worn. Obviously, if I say remove the clothing, you know that you have worn it. Why did the Torah say, Asher lavash? El hakash pshita levisha. We want to make a hakash to removing the clothing with putting on the clothing. And the hakash goes like this. Ma'alavisha ta'an kiddish. Just as levisha requires kiddish. Apshita ta'an kiddish. So to removing them requires the kiddish. So therefore it comes out that each time you're going to have two. One is going to be there for the pshita and one is going to be there for the levisha. So let's just summarize what we have before the Gemara starts analyzing. We know that there are five steps. That's the most thing. Get the, get the Seder Hayom, like the overview here, the framework here. There are five steps. We have the Tamish Shachar, we have the Moshe Avodos Yom, Elov Elayam, the Hotzavs and Kafa Machtum, which is written out of order. And the source that we know is written out of order is because we know we have to have five. Remember, it all starts on that weakest link here. That there's Allah and Moshe that there's five Tfilas. That's very important. There's no possible that says five Tfilas. And we have to make the Psukim out of order to make this happen. And then finally, he returns after that and does the Talmud Shobayin Arbaim. Those are the five steps. And we know it, that, that, there's ten, there, that there are ten kiddushes um, that accompany on Yom Kippur as well. We have two different sources for the tefillah and two different sources for the kiddush. The source for the tefillah, according to the one opinion, Rabbi Yehuda was in the Pasuk that said right before, right, right after he's switching from the big day Lavan to the big day Zav, uh, there was a Pasuk that said he goes to the mikvah. So that's, that was his source. And Rebbe's source was from the beginning of the parasha where it says that he's putting on the big, the big day kuna and it says big day kodeshem and rachas was esbesar. And then we also had two different sources in the Tanam for the Kiddush. One was from the Psukim of the actual ones for rachats that are mentioned in the middle of the parasha that we say actually means Kiddush. And one is that... Um, what was that? It's a kavachaymer that you need kiddush because all year round you have tefillah. You don't have tefillah and you have kiddush. So certainly here where you have tefillah, you shouldn't need kiddush. And in addition, we have a, we have a, 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 there's a cause of a asher lavash that's makish the pshita to the levisha that says just as the levisha needs one so to the pshita need one. So now the gemara analyzes these sources. We start with the beginning of the brides. Amar Rabbi Yehuda. This is it's like Amar Mar. The gemara doesn't say Amar Mar, but that's what it's doing. It's analyzing the brides we just quoted. How do we know the five immersions and the ten kedushim on Yom Kippur? So again, that's talking about he's taking off the big day lavan. He's going to switch the big days off to do do the avoda, the, the, the avoda of the elavai yam. And the pasuk says he goes to the mikvah. Not only here in this step when he's going from white to gold that he has to go to the mikvah, but we learn that it's like a prototype. Anytime he's Mishana the Begadam on Yom Kippur. So the Gemara says, that's not fair that you're allowed to do that. Ashram, the lava, and the Vidday Zav. That pasuk is going from someone switching from white into gold. So if it's going from white into gold, maybe Dafka, it's that way. But how do I know the other way? And if it's only from white to gold, how many times would you do it? It only makes sense to do it twice. There's only two times you switch from white to gold. So how do I know that when you put on white as well, you need to do... Uh, so the doesn't wear when he goes inside the Kodesh HaKadoshim. He only, that's always the rule. Lavan is when you go in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, and Zav is when you're outside. So Ma, the big day Zav, which you don't go in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, requires Tfilah when you put them on. That was the source in the Pasuk. So big day Lavan, when you put on the big day Lavan, certainly requires Tfilah. 
So the Gemara says, you know something? You could look at it the other way. Ikala Mifrach. You could, you could totally shlug up that Kava Chomer. Big Day Zahav are the regular begotten. So they have greater atonement associated with them. All year round, they're providing atonement. Big Day Lavan might be special, but they're limited in how much atonement they bring. There are a few Karbanas. Right? They could think. Really interesting argument that's made. In other words, they're being, the whole year round, they're bringing Karbanas with the Day Zahav. So maybe that's a Svar of Kaparasa and Meruba that gives them added significance. You have to put on the, 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 the you have to immerse before putting on the big days off. But when you're putting on the big day lovan, maybe you do not have to immerse. What's our source? So the Gemara says, Ella, you know what? We can see the point. Rebbe Yudah has to agree as well to Rebbe's source. What was Rebbe's source? The beginning of the Parsha. When it says, these are the four special Gadam of Yom Kippur, it says, So we see that when you're putting on the white ones as well, you need to wash. So basically, everybody needs that opening Pasuk, Pasuk Dalet and Achremos, that says when you put on the white begadim, you wash. That's for sure, and everybody agrees to that. The question is, Rabbi Yehuda was saying that the source when you put on the Vigdei Zav was the Pasuk later on, I think it's Pasuk Chavimol, that, that says that, that when you're switching from the white to the Zav, Rachas Basar Levesham, that's another source that you go to the mikvah when you put on the Vigdei Zav. That's where Rabbi Yehuda meant to see, and we're going to see that Rebbe didn't need that. For Rabbi Yehuda, of course, needed Rebbe's source. There's no way for somebody to ignore that source in the beginning of the parasha that when you put on the white ones, you definitely need tefillah. So now we understand what Yehuda said. So, so now we, he basically just said there's two psukim. There's a pasuk in Chav Kimba that says when you put on the Zav, you, you, you go to the mikvah. There's a pasuk in the beginning, pasuk Dalit, that says when you put on the white, you go to the mikvah. So that's super clear. That's Rebbe Yehuda. What about Rebbe now? So Amar Rebbe, Rebbe was saying it's all from pasuk Dalit. Rebbe said, how do I know the five tefillos and the Asara Kedushin? Tamad Lomar. Ksonos Bad Kodesh Yilbash. So this is just all in the beginning of the parasha. It says he puts on the four white begadim, and it says big day So you see everything from that pasuk. Anyone changing from one to another type of avodah He has to immerse. Says the Gemara. And that and that over there, it's just saying when you put on the white one. So maybe I can understand if someone's switching from gold to white, they have to do tefila. But how do I know the opposite? If I'm switching from white to gold. I don't know, I have to put on. So the Gemara says, because I can make a Kava Chomer, Tanav Yishmael Kava Chomer, Ma Big Day Lavan, Shein Kaparas Merubah, the white begotten don't have so much Kapara. They're only used once a year. They don't provide, in general, so much Kapara. It's only once a year thing. Still, Tan Tefillah, the Pasuk and Pasuk Dalit is saying, when you put them on, you have to immerse. So Big Day Zav, when you put on the gold ones, Shein Kaparas Merubah, where the Kapara is so much, Inodon Shein Tefillah. Certainly, they should require Tefillah, Says the Gemara, Ikalim Efrach, but you could shlag up the Kavachamer. Maybe the way they love it are more special because you go Lifnai Vlifnim with them. So there's two ways to look at it. There could be more significance to the white because you go Lifnai Vlifnim. There could be more significance to the, the Vidday Zav because it's Kaparat Miruma. We don't know which way is which. So just because the Torah says that you tovel before you put on the Vidday Lavan, that's not a source that you have to tovel before you put on the Vidday Zav. So the Gemara says, that's what Rebbe himself addressed in his words. Hainu Diktani, listen to the words of Rebbe. For Omer, big day Kodesh Haim. The Torah listed the four white begadim, and then it said, they are holy. So what is it? Why did the Torah have to say, they are holy? The Torah says, the Torah is saying, I'm not only saying you have to be tovel because of over here that they're white. It's really a prototype that anytime you're putting on big day kuna today on Yom Kippur, you have to be tovel. So therefore, their big day Kodesh Haim comes to tell us, 
that you have to be tovo even when you put on, when you're Mashana from white to gold. So bottom line is, is that Rebbe has all of what he needs from that opening Pasuk and Pasuk Dalit. And that's where he's disagreeing with Rebbe Yehuda. Rebbe Yehuda only used Pasuk Dalit to say when you put on the white begadim, you need to do tefillah. When you put on the zav begadim, how do you know you need to do tefillah? Rebbe Yehuda was coming out from Pasuk Chav Gimel. Rebbe says, no, you could see it all from Pasuk Dalit itself. You see it all because the Pasuk wrote the extra words, Big Day Kodesh Haim, and it tells us that any time you're putting on Big Day Kuna, whether they're white or whether they're gold, you need tefillah. So that's, it's not a huge machlokas that's going on here. It's just a machlokas in the sources of tefillah. The, the machlokas Rebbe Yudah and Rebbe is in the source of tefillah for Big Day Zav. Rebbe was able to derive it also from Pasuk Dalet because of the Lushan Big Day Kodesh Haim. And, 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 and Rebbe Yehuda said we need to come out to Pasuk Chav Gimel. But the Racha says Pesaro uh, later on at that point. Okay, great. So now the Gemara, now we analyze what we said. Chamesh Avodah is saying there are five different steps in the Avodah. Taman Shashachim Bevedei Zav, you start with the Taman, the morning Taman that you do in the gold. Then, then Avodah Zayom Bevedei Lava, and the most of the Avodah, special Avodah Zayom that you do in the white. Again, that's the power, the Sar, and uh, the Ketairas that you do in the white Begadim. Elo Ve'ela Am Bevedei Zav, then you switch back to the gold for the, for the Kohen Gadol's Ram, the Ram of the people. Kaf Amach Bevedei Lava, and he goes back to the white to take out the Kaf and the Machta. Uh, from, from, from the Kodesh HaKadoshim, and then Tamash Rabbein Arbaim, they switched back to the gold for the Tamash Rabbein Arbaim. Okay, great. Now we analyze further. We said now two different sources for the Kiddush. How do you know that each time you're Tovo, you need two Kiddushes? So that was, if you, those are the Psukim that are, that are, that, that are continuing, a continuation. Uh, that's Pasach Havgim on Pasach Havdal. I just want to, emphasize one very, 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 I think, <laughs> important thing. Rabbi Yehuda's source that you need tefillah for Big Day Zav was the Pasuk, a Pasuk, uh, the Pasuk, Pasuk Chav Gimel, where it says, where it says, Uba, you just want to look on the side of the Gemara for a second. He was saying that that Pasuk is saying tefillah when it says, right? That's an important thing. He was understanding that that meant tefillah. Rebbe didn't need that source. Rebbe held that everything was learned from Pasuk Dalet. Now in the Gemara, we're seeing somebody interpret that very same Pasuk, Chav Gimel, and then Chav Dalet afterwards, for Rachat says Pesaro, to be talking about Kiddush. The answer is, this people who are interpreting it as Kiddush, they, they already knew the tefillah, because they learned like Rebbe. They learned that the tefillah is already derived all from Pasuk Dalet. We know Big Day Kodesh hand. So this Pasuk here is totally superfluous. That's the key. That's really, really what the next line in the Gemara says. How do you learn that it's coming to say you need Kiddush? How do you know that? Maybe really it's saying you need to go to the mikvah. Farachat says, Bissaro isn't mash by Kiddush Adayim for Aglaim. Farachat says, Bissaro, the Pshuto Shomikro, will be saying that you're going to the mikvah. How are we learning out Kiddush, a din Kiddush from there? So the Gemara explains because it made you in Litvila, because you don't need it to tell you that you're going to the mikvah at this point. Did not flame a big day Kodesh because that was what Rebbe said from big day Kodesh. We learned from the opening thing in Pasuk Dalet that anytime you're, you're putting on big day Kuna on Yom Kippur, whether it's white to gold or gold to white, it doesn't matter. In any scenario, you need tefillah. So what's the Torah emphasizing here in Pesukim Chav Gimon and Chav Dalet with the Pashat and Varachat, Velavash and again Varachat. What, what is this Varachat? Even though you're right, the simple language would imply tefillah, but it's not necessary for that. So we apply it to tell us the din 
of Kiddush. And the Gemara even asked, so I understand you that you could do that, but why did Hashem write it in a confusing way? Why was the Lashon in the Torah, it should have said a language that emphasized you're only washing your hands and your feet. The Torah wanted to emphasize that the Tvila is compared to the Kiddush. Just as Kiddush is always Makam Kadosh, the Psukim and the Parshas Kisisa say very clearly, Kiddush is a type of thing that's done only in the Azara. The Tvila, the emergence has to be Makam Kadosh. And the, that, that was why they, they except, except for the first one, which was just a regular one, but the, the, all the rest of them, whenever he was putting on the big day kuna, they had to be done the Makam Kadosh with the mikvah that was in the Azar. So again, let me just make sure this is clear. According to Rebbe, all of the Tvilos are learned from Pasuk Dalit. Because big day code, the shame said not only white to gold, gold to white, it's all the tefillahs are from there. So when you get to Psukim Chav Gimel Chav Dalit, where it's talking about, it says Varachat twice, he's like, this is not talking about going to the mikvah, it's extra. So he applies it as the source for Kiddush. Rabbi Yehuda can't do that. Rabbi Yehuda says that the source for tefillah for big day Zav is only from that Pasuk and Chav Gimel, because he didn't make the drush of big day code, shame that, that, that in, in Pasuk Dalit. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, the source for tefillah on the big day Zav is only from the Rachats and Pasuk Chav Gimel. So according to him, he cannot learn that the Kiddush of Chav Gimel and Chav Dalit are coming, are, are coming from there. And the Gemara therefore asks, Rabbi Yehuda Kiddush Minalei, so how is Rabbi Yehuda going to know the Kiddush? Says the Gemara, and he learns it from the other source. The other source that we had was a Kalva Choymer. The whole year where you don't need tefillah, you need Kiddush. So then, and Yom Kippur, where you need tefillah, you certainly need Kiddush. I, that's only one. How do you know two? We had a Hekish from Upashat, Big Day, Big, Big Day Abad, Asher Lavash. So we make a Hekish, a Hekish between Pshita and the Levisha. Just as Levisha requires a Kiddush, so too the Pshita requires one. So the bottom line is, is that the two things match up. There's two sources for tefillah, and there's two sources for Kiddush. They're, inter, they're, they're, they're codependent on each other on some way. Because if you hold like Rebbe, that the, all the sources for Tila come from Pasuk, from, come from Pasuk Dalid, so then you can use the Pashat for Lavash and the Varachat for Lavash in, in Chav Gimel and Chav Dalit to be talking about Kiddush. If you hold like Rebbe Yudah that you needed one of them for Tila, you don't have that. So therefore you have to learn that the source for Kiddush is the Kavach Homer and the, and the extra words Asher Lavash. So... All of that is just how we get to the information. But everybody agrees in the halacha. There's no dispute here between Rabbi Yehuda and Rebbe in terms of what's going on. Everybody agrees that every time you switch from white to gold and gold to white, you need, you need to go to the mikvah. And that each one of those steps has two, um, and that each time that you're changing, you need two kiddushes. Okay, sounds good. Now, now the Gemara is going to take us, spin us for a little bit here. I'm going to spin just for a little bit. Remember, what did we learn yesterday about, and we started with it today again about the two Kiddushes? We learned that there's a machlokas, why you do two. According to the Rabbanon, it's one for the Pshita, one for the Levisha, one before you take off the Holy Ones, and one after you're wearing the new set of Holy Ones. And according to Rabbi Meir, what is it? It's two for the Levisha, one before you put them on, and one after you put them on. That was Rabbi Meir. So now the Gemara says, Amar Chista, how did Rabbi, the way that Rabbi just darshan, the Kiddush Adayim Veraglaim, how did Rabbi darshan it? Rabbi darshan from Sukkim Chav Gimon Chav Dalit. And the Lashon was, because the Pasuk says, the, the Psukim say, Upashat, and then it goes on and says, Varachatz, and then there's a Rachatz and a, and, and a Lavash. So the order that he, that, that he had was Upashat Varachatz and Varachatz for Lavash. That was the order, the Lashon HaGemara. Right? Rabbi said, Upashat Varachatz, Varachatz for Lavash, because that's the way the Psukim are, are kind of mashma. So if you read it in simple order, it would sound like, how are you doing it? It would sound like, first you take off the holy clothing, then you do Kiddush Yadayim Varaglayim, then you do a second Kiddush Adayim Baraglayim, I guess after you went to the mikvah, and then you put them on. 
So basically it would be take off, Kiddush Adam Raglaim, immerse, Kiddush Adam Raglaim, put on the Big Day Kuna. That's the way the Rebbe sounds like. If you just read it directly, the way it would sound like you're doing the two Kiddushes. So the Gemara says, that's not like anybody. The way that you're doing the two Kiddushes is not like the Rabbanon or Rameir. Navkim and Rabbanon is different than the Rabbanon. The Rabbanon say that you always are Mekadish yourself when you're dressed. One is before you undress the old ones, and one is after you're dressed with the new ones. That's the way the Rabbanon say. It's on the Mishnah Daflamadal and Mabez, and we really say, we saw it in our Mishnah um, yesterday as well. That the Rabbanon say that the second Kiddush is after you're wearing the new Begadim. And the first Kiddush, according to Rabbanon, is before you take off the old Begadim. So this is definitely not like that, right? The order of Revi was Upashat, then Verachat, then Immersed, then Verachat, then Velava. So it's definitely not like the Rabbanon. And it's also not like Rebbe Meir also. Rebbe said that he sanctifies himself both times after, he, after he's undressed. Rebbe's opinion is also not sounding like Rameir. According to Rameir, when, when is the Kiddush Basra? Rameir agrees that it's after he's wearing the new Big Day Kuna. Rameir said you, you, you wash twice for the Levisha, the new ones. One before you put on and one after you put on. But the second one was for after you put on. Whereas Rebbe said that the Kohen Gadol is being Makadish himself uh, when he's undressed both times, right? The, the order sounded like it was Upashat, Verachatz, Verachatz, Verlavash. So it sounds like Rebbe is disagreeing with both Rebbe Meir and the Rabbanan. So that's where Rav Chista is assuming. Rav Chista is assuming that there's Taka three opinions. I know it sounds a little bit complicated, but in the basic breakdown, when a person is switching from Big Day Zav to Big Day Lava, Walk us through how there are two conditions. There are three possibilities. The Rabbanon, the Rabbanon say, before you take off, you do, you do a Kiddush, and after you're already wearing the new ones, you do a Kiddush. That's the Rabbanon. Rebbe Meir is, after you take off, first you take off, then you do one Kiddush, then you put on, and then you do a second Kiddush. And now we have Rebbe, which the simple way that you read the words, it sounded like, it sounded like both were when he was undressed, meaning he undresses, he washes, Goes to the mikvah, washes again, and then puts on. So Rebbe is a third view. Both of the Kedushim are done when he's undressed. By the way, it sounds a little funny in this whole thing. And you see it in Rameir and in Rebbe that he does Kedushim Dram Raglaim like when he's totally undressed. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't intuitively think of it. Some of the Rishonim say maybe he covered himself with something when he was doing Kedushim Dram Raglaim. In the Rabbanon, you never have that. In the Rabbanon, both of the Kedushim are done when he's wearing clothing. The first one is done before he takes off the holy ones. The second one is done after he's already wearing the new ones. But in both Rebbe Meir's view, where the first Kiddush is, 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 is after he took off the, the Holy Ones, and in Rebbe's view, where the Gemara is saying even the second Kiddush is before he put on the Holy Ones, and according to Rebbe Meir and Rebbe, you have a Kiddush, either one or two, that are being done when he's not wearing clothing, which is an interesting thing. All right, so that's what the Gemara is saying. Rav Chista is saying that the Lashon of the way Rebbe, Rebbe is Darshaning sounds not like Rebbe Meir and not like the Rabbanon. So the Gemara says, no, he didn't mean it to say it literally. Amar everybody agrees, even Rebbe, in regard to the second Kiddush, that you put on the new Begadim and then you wash. Everybody agrees to that. My time, because there's a din. When it's talking about Kiddush by the Kiyar, the general din is that you do it right before you do the Avodah. You do it at a time when you're only missing an approach to the Mizbeach. You do it right before you approach the Mizbeach. In a case where you're doing it before you're wearing the Big Day Kuna, you would have to first put on the Big Day Kuna, and only then 
go to the Mizbech. So clearly there's a din that you only do the second Kiddush right before the Avodah. There is no question that that's true. Everybody agrees to that. Rebbe didn't mean La'afuke from that point. So obviously the order was a little bit imprecise in the way that Rebbe worded it, but, but the second Kiddush is going to be after he's already wearing his, uh, his big dekun. Okay, that's the point that, uh, that Rav Acha makes. Now, but the Gemara now says, Rav Chista, who said that according to Rebbe, both times of the Kiddush, you're doing it with, when you're undressed. He doesn't agree with Rav Acha Yaakov, who says that you have to be Makadesh after you're already wearing the Begad. Rav Acha says, Rav Yaakov, who says that it has to be done right before you do the Avodah, doesn't agree with Rav Chista, who said that there are two Kiddushim that are done before he puts on. Tim Cain, if they would both agree to each other, meaning... If the two people talking agreed to each other, that would mean there's two Kiddushim when you're undressed and a third Kiddush that's done right before the Avodah. If they both agree to each other, that would mean the way that Rebbe Darshan is in the literal sense is true. That was Rav Acha. That was Rav Chista. That was Rav Chista. So there's two when you're undressed. And in addition, Rav Acha din is that you have to do a Kiddush Tamar right before you do the Avodah. If they both agree to each other, then according to Rebbe, you have three. Three times five would be 15. And came the Rebbe, you would have 15, 15 Kiddush. So obviously, they, they don't agree. Either it's two when you're undressed, that's Rav Chista, and not right before you do the Avodah. Or it's one when you're undressed and one after you're wearing it. And one after you're wearing it, and uh, that's like Rav, Rav, Rav Acha. But you can't have two when you're undressed and one after you're already dressed because then it would come out that there are 15. And remember that our whole source of this whole thing is that there is 10 Kiddushim on Yom Kippur. Okay, I hope that this wasn't too, over, too, over, too information overload, too much stuff. But the bottom line is, is that there were potentially up to three different opinions of the way that the two Kiddushim happened. Either one before you undress, one after you one after you're wearing, that's the Rabbanan. One, one when you're undressed, one after you're wearing, that is Reb Meir. Maybe there's a third opinion of Rebbe with two when you're undressed, but Lamaisa looks like the Gemara is not sure. There's an opinion that disagrees. Even according to Rebbe, there's only one when you're undressed and one after you're dressed because of the din that you're always supposed to be doing the second Kiddush right before you're going to be doing the Avodah. That's the bottom line with that. And we had different opinions in the sources of how the way we got to the din of immersing in Kiddush on Yom Kippur. But the bottom line is we're also falling back on our Allah Sinai in terms of the numbers. And remember that Allah Sinai turned over the simple uh, uh, Seder of the Pshuto Shemikra and created extra steps on Yom Kippur to get that Hotzah, Sakafa Hamachta to make uh, all these additional steps which wouldn't have been necessary according to the simple reading of the Pesach. Okay, now we go back to the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, Evilo Satamit. Now we go back to the Avodah, the Kohen Gadol. They bring in the Tamit. It says Kartso. So what does the word Kartso mean? So it means shkita, but, but what does that mean? Like, Amar Ula Lushna Kitla means killing. It means the Kohen Gadol shafts the Tamit. Amar Nachman means my car. Where do we see Karat? means the Shech. It says in the Pasuk, Elo Yifepia. Ego, the Mitzrayim. We're talking about Mitzrayim here. Ego Yifepia Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim was a very nice cow. But then a carrot came from the north. To, to hurt it. So this is, a, uh, the Navi is depicting how Bavel is going to come and destroy Mitzrayim. So my mashma, I'm talking about Yosef, what does it mean here that Bavel is going to hurt it? Egypt was very good. But then Amin Katolin, Mitzvuna Yesun Allah, very people who are going to murder are going to come from the north and uh, destroy Mitzrayim. So this is, we see that the Lashon here of, of, of uh, Karetz is, is, is being used to destroy, to, to mean to kill. Because that's what the Patan the Navi is saying, that, that Bavl is going to come and kill Mitzrayim. Fine. Now, Claire's the Gemara, Kartsubakama. How much of the pipes does the Kohen Gadol shecht? 
So you know you do shechita, right? You have the trachea and the esophagus. How much of the, uh, does he sever? How, how great, how large is the incision around these pipes? Amar ula He does roiv of the two pipes. He cuts most of the two pipes. And that establishes that it's good. As long as you do rov, that's good. You don't have to sever all of it in its entirety. Rove of the two pipes suffices. also agrees that when the Kohen Gadol shafts the Tamid, rove of the pipes is good. When we learned in the Mishnah, when we, learned, we, when we have in the, Mishnah, the first part of the Mishnah, when we're talking about things that are not Kaddish, this is in Hulin. Mishnah Hulin. It says that shechting rove of the pipe is good. Why do I have to have another Mishnah Hulin which says when I'm shechting animals, I have to rove suffices? The answer is because we learned here in Yuma that they bring him the tamid. He cuts the throat and another coin finishes. And then the coin gadol catches the blood and throws it. Our Mishnah was mashma that like you have to finish the shechita. The coin gadol makes the incision and then another coin finishes. You might say that it has to be finished. Maybe you're going to say that by, um, you might say that by kachim, it's absolutely vital that the shechita be finished completely. Maybe that's what the Mishnah is mashma. The Kohen Gadol does most of it and someone else finishes it, that it's a din, that it has, dafka has to be done. So therefore we say, and, and eventually that's why the Mishnah there had to say that no, rov lemaisa would say it's good. So the Gemara interrupts to ask, what do you mean? Would you really think that if another Kohen didn't finish that avodah, it'd be possible? Then the Kohen Gadol isn't the only one doing that avodah. If you need the other Kohen to finish it off, then it means it's part of the avodah. Utsnan, only the Kohen Gadol is allowed to do the, the Avodah on Yom Kippur. So clearly we see that if another Kohen doesn't finish off the Shechita, it is still good. So what is the, how, what's the Havamina to say, what's the Havamina to say that someone has to finish it off? It's like a cash 22. The Kohen Gadol does, does rove and then someone else finishes off. We know that it can't be so important to finish off because then it's Avodah Ba'acher. But at the same time, it's Mashiach, you need to do it. So what is it? So we explain what we mean. You might think that there's like a new Psalm by Kajim, if the, if the Shechita is not finished, what would the nature of this Psalm and Rabbanan be? Then I'm Mitzad Hilcha Shechita. Mitzad Hilcha Shechita, it's good to do rov. But some of you might say, since you're trying to cash the blood, it might be very important that you get out all of the blood. To get out all of the blood, maybe you have to finish the whole Shechita. So somebody might say that by Kajim, there's a Din Mitzad Rabbanan, that the Shechita has to be complete, and rov doesn't suffice. Lakasha Ninu, therefore the Mishnah in Chulin said, said extra, an unnecessary Mishnah that rov suffices, even though it already told us that. And it comes to tell us that even by Kachim, even Midrabanan, there's nothing wrong with rov. So then wait a second. If there's nothing wrong with rov, even Midrabanan, it's not possible. So then why do we finish the Shechita? What's the point of finishing the Shechita if there's not even a Psalm Midrabanan, as long as you do rov, it's fine? The answer is Mitzvah Lamarik. Because Lamaisa, ideally, Lachatrilo, you should be t- finishing the Shechita so that the blood is going to pour out completely. So Lamaisa, what do we come out with? We come out with is that what happened was the, they brought the Tamit to the Kohen Gadol. The Kohen Gadol shechted rov. He does the Shechita. As long as you do the Shechita rov, there's not even a Psalm Midrabanan, even in Kachim, to do the whole thing. It's totally fine. But, Lamaisa, there's an extra mitzvah out the Kabbalah Saddam that another coin should come and finish it off. And the point is so that all the blood should come out. It's not even a psul midrabanan in the Shechita if that wouldn't happen. But there's an extra like mitzvah smirak. 
But Lamai says, since it wouldn't, if it wouldn't be done, there would be not any psal in the world that could be done by another Kohen. That's how we add our cake and eat it too. On the one hand, there's a mitzvah's miruk, but since there's not even a psal midrabanan in the shechita, if it's not done, therefore it could be done by another Kohen. And that's what the mitzvah of kartso, kartso means he's killing it, he's making the incision, but mirik achar yado, somebody else is finishing, so we understand exactly what it means. The Kohen Gadol is doing rov, complete kasher shechita, afilu midrabanan, everything's fine. And then there's a completion, a finishing off that another coin does, which is just to get out all the blood, out the mitzvah from Kabbalah Saddam, special din by Kachim.